I'm sure there's a there's definitely um, you know a component of luck. Um, but as I said, you know, you, you, you pave your own way. Um, you, you follow the signs. You follow your gut. Uh, and to do that, you're prepared. And if you're prepared and you've done your homework, um, then really, you know, is it is it luck, um, or have you have you put in the hard yards to make it so? This is Property Investory, where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset, and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shum, and in this episode, we continue our discussion with chartered civil engineer Darren Flynn. In this episode, we'll hear about the legacy he is proud to carry on, his money saving tips for young people, and a priceless story on a bargain he was able to snatch up because it scared the other investors off. Flynn divulges on the lessons he's learnt so far in his property investing journey and how his background in water and engineering came in very handy for a particular property. To be honest, I've been quite fortunate. Um, I still think that I'm on the journey uh, in terms of property investment. Um, I, I wouldn't say that you know I'm, I'm out doing deals left, right and centre. Um, I'm probably a bit more measured uh, and look at alternative investment strategies, uh, not just property. Um, on the alternative investment, I've, I've obviously had some shockers over the years, um, you know, from say geothermal energy companies to, you know, picking a, a penny stock, thinking that that was the next big thing and then that wasn't. Um, really, it's about limiting your exposure and understanding the risk. Uh, look, my reflection on, on the, the property investment stuff really is it's so difficult to, to pick the time and to pick, um, you know, you, people talk about the market. The market obviously is going crazy at the moment. And you go, oh, okay, you know, foresight and hindsight's a beautiful thing. Um, but you go, oh, okay, you know, if you might have waited, you might have changed. But I think sometimes you just have to be happy with what you've set and the plan and the strategy that you had. And, you know, upside's upside. Um, if you, if you get your upside and that's what you planned, then you know two years later when the markets you know double, you can't go. Oh, I wish I did this or I wish I did that. Um, there's lots of traps uh, and tricks, obviously in um, you know buying properties. I do a lot of free um, inspections for friends looking at different properties to buy as their own home or otherwise. Um, whether it's you know desktop or looking at a condition assessment builder's report, pest inspection, going on site, you know getting under the house and getting dirty and looking at foundations and and what they look like. I feel I've been relatively uh, fortunate that even with the investments that we've made, um, that I've had some of that knowledge um, prior. Um, but there's always something. Um, and whether it comes down to maintenance or whatnot. The one thing I will say is that I, I think if the more the more people that you can tap into to get advice from if you're on a journey, you know, that is key. Um, you know, I was very lucky with one investment where there was a very large um, you know, water asset um, on the on the plan, uh, which scared 
nearly all of the other um, you know investors or buyers away. Uh, and I was lucky enough to have a background in water and engineering and to see this large structure and know that it was a sewer storage tunnel that was over 40 metres deep and wouldn't actually impact on the future development um, potential of the site. And lucky again, I rang up a friend and asked them who I knew worked on that project that could dig out the plans and find that it was this deep and that wouldn't have an impact on that development. So again, you know, by virtue of me having a background in engineering, I'm just fortunate that I could look at that and go, oh, no, this won't be a problem. Let's proceed. Maybe ring someone up who I'm fortunate enough again to know. That network is is so critical um, in making any decision. Um, so I haven't had any complete shockers, luckily. Um, but I've obviously had ones where I've gone, oh, I wish I did this or I wish I did that. But ultimately, still still did okay. Flynn shares some lessons he's learned in property, beginning with the days he was still doing deals on his rent. Early on, uh, I was always interested in the share market, literally just ASX. Um, one of my good friends was uh, an accountant. Uh, he was in finance uh, and I remember he was uh, trying to push me to do get into margin lending and to um, buy Commonwealth Bank shares when they floated. Uh, I think he's retired now, um, literally, <laughs> because he uh, just he did that and he went in every three months and just kept margin lending, margin lending, margin lending until he built up a majority of wealth and then literally. Um, you know, and, and I look at that and I always tell that story because, you know, I was very close. I was very close, um, but it just seemed so scary at the time. You know, when you're young, um, you know, $25,000 is a lot of money. Um, you know, when you're, when you're trying to, to pave your way when you're at university and, you know, doing deals on your rent. Um, so I did get in early though, and I was fortunate enough to um, you know, buy into a range of investments. And it was always someone told me about diversification. It was always, don't put all your eggs in one basket. And my reflection is that, well, if I had put all of my eggs in one basket, it may have been a very different journey for me. Some of the ones that I did, and I mentioned geothermal, I have put some money into a couple of geothermal. Being an engineer and an optimist, you know, thinking that, oh, that's the next big thing. Um, you know, and obviously it didn't, or it wasn't the next big thing. Um, so that's really just on the on the shares. Um, you know, there's other other you know mechanisms with ETFs and other funds, um, managed funds. You know, I was looking at those GFC. Luckily, I was fortunate enough to exit um, at the right time. Uh, and then you know, there's always trying to um, you know look at any other business. Um, that you could um, open, create, uh, whether or not it's, um, you know, a small business or a side business, a side hustle or otherwise. Um, but a lot of these things come down to time and, you know, being a father of three, working a full-time job uh, and everything else with life. Um, I always find the best investments are the ones that need minimal attention or are automated um, or just run by themselves. Uh, so I've learned that along my journey 
And to be honest, they're the ones that it's, I wouldn't call it set and forget because um, no one will forget. Uh, but uh, just having the ability to know that you're, you know, you're waking up or you're doing something or you're working on something, but that actually doesn't really matter because you've already got, you know, your investments working for you. He lets us in on two very different aha moments. It's probably the that that automated, um, you know, that process of an investment that you don't have to buy, sell, buy, sell, monitor, be on it daily. Like this isn't this isn't Bitcoin, um, you know. Although you know, obviously, had I was very I was very close on something Bitcoin didn't have anyway. Long story. I'm not going to dwell on those. But the the, the automation, you know, that really is the the aha when you realize that you can make investments that you don't have to have a lot of work um, to get the end outcome. Um, and I, I think the other one is the science. There's a lot of stuff about following your gut and seeing the signs. I've had a lot of experience, you know, in life and, you know, I'm not, um, you know, I don't, you know, don't really believe in ghosts and, and, you know, all that stuff. But you see some signs in life where, you know, it might be a conversation with someone, it might be something on a billboard, it might have been something that you read and then something clicked with you again. And I think it's about trying to follow those signs because I talked about being opportunistic and I think that's one thing. Um, but if you see those signs and you go, you know what, I'm going to follow my gut and go with that. Or you see someone and you're like-minded and there's a layer of trust and they're saying, hey, do you want to do this deal with me? Or, you know, are you interested in this particular thing? And a lot of people go, oh, yeah. But if if you see the signs there and it, it follows what you've, you've known and that, that layering of trust, uh, then I think that's the, the aha moment is to go, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give that a go. Turning to mindset and motivation, Flynn shares his reasoning behind why he works so hard at what he does. It's all about legacy. Uh, legacy uh, is you know, something I never really comprehended uh, until uh, my father died and it was when I really understood the true meaning of legacy. Um, you know, uh, I, was, I wasn't that young. I mean, this is what, you know, 15 years ago or something, but 20 years ago, but that doesn't matter. The, the, the core is obviously legacy and, you know, providing for your family. Uh, and, you know, I think the other thing is I actually, I'm, I love it. Like, I, I love my work. Uh, I love my job. I love the people I work with. I'm passionate. Um, you know, I get up early, um, I'm always thinking, my brain rarely turns off even, you know, I go on holidays and I'm starting to think about, you know, some crazy app idea. Um, I, I enjoy it uh, and I think that's that's the why. Um, I, I often say to people about work and it's, it's sort of a, a, a parallel because if you said to someone, okay, you know that you've got this certain salary now. If you could make that salary um, on top of your existing salary or even make that salary without doing anything for the whole year, would you still work your job? And I find that you've got people that go, oh, 
nah, I'll just, I just, I wouldn't. And then you got other people like, well, yeah, of course I want to do my job because I love the work. Um, and then the other thing is more about, you know, when you have a family, it's obviously different. I mean, you know, um, yeah, you want to provide for your family. Uh, but I think really the, the main, the main thing is, so yeah, about drive, uh, and about passion. So, you know, passionate for life, that's probably why, uh, and legacy, um, to be honest. And I always say, you know, if, if, if everything went up or went, went this way or went that way or south, you know, what a great opportunity to, to, you know, reinvent yourself and go do something else. Um, and I think that's something to almost look forward to. Uh, rather than dread because you know that could be the change or a change in your life that you know could be totally something else that would be amazing so I don't think you're ever going to know and a lot of people do come to me for advice about oh this way or that way or I'm going to do this I'm going to do that and at the end of the day you know as long as you make a call and you're happy well you're never going to know because what you're doing is where you're going to go so I think it's just about making the most of life Um, and that's probably about it. Coming up after the break, Flynn reveals the insecurities he had early on in his investing journey. That everyone's got their own spreadsheet, you know, um, about numbers and it's all about numbers, uh, understanding the numbers, uh, which, you know, I've had to learn along the way, you know, I'm, I'm I'm, I'm just an engineer, you know, what do I know? His hobbies and how they play into his financial well-being. I've always been funny with gadgets and like to try and repair things um, and it's probably more about looking at, well, can I repair this instead of just buying something new? His plans for the future, including a surprising potential project. I've got, I've got quite a few things at the moment that uh, I'm, I'm looking you know, over the next five years to really um, build and grow on. And then, you know, thereafter it will be to get, you know, more back into the system. And then hopefully, you know, in about 10 years or so, I can, you know, maybe just do what I want and do something totally different again. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. Let's be real, deals that can yield 20 to 30% per annum do exist. Don't believe me? Well, here's a story about property development I invested in Victoria. This developer had the project fully funded beforehand but he and his family suffered a loss, a circumstance that led him to be unable to proceed with the development. So, I stepped in and in two weeks, we funded the shortfall allowing for the development to continue. Five months later, the development was refinanced and we received our funds back with interest. Yes, there are amazing opportunities in the property market like this one. So, do you want to get a better return with low risk on your money? Then register your interest by visiting propertyinvestory.com. Flynn gives insight into who his mentors have been and which resources have helped him succeed. I definitely have had um, quite a few mentors uh, over the years which I've been very fortunate to have. Um, I find that sometimes you have um, you know, quasi-mentors that they're not 
like I call them a mentor. Um, they're more maybe a client or they're a relative or they're um, you know, even a friend um, who you'll gain advice off. Um, I've been fortunate to have a few very technical mentors uh, and on the investment journey, uh, there have been a few. Um, I find it's, I find that the, the investment and the, the property mentors are great and look, that's, that's no problem. I think the investment mentors and I think around financial planning uh, and financial mentors, it depends about their level of advice. Because I always find that most people either say, oh, this is what I do, but maybe that's not right for you and you need to get your own advice. And then there's the, oh, this isn't, this isn't advice because you know, they're maybe bound by giving advice. Um, I find that that can range in levels between uh, say investment, property is very uh, more open and there's very much more people saying, oh, you could do this, you could do that. Everyone's got their own spreadsheet, you know, um, about numbers and it's all about numbers, uh, understanding the numbers, uh, which, you know, I've had to learn along the way. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just an engineer, you know, what do I know? Um, but learning more about numbers uh, and learning more about um, risks you know, and how to quantify those risks in both time and cost. Uh, that's what I've really taken um, from a lot of people um, who have, you know, given me the, the, um, you know, the ability to back myself when I can go look at something. Uh, I don't have to engage a number of professionals because you, you've been around the block so much that you can see what those risks are and actually quantify them. Um, so, yeah, definitely had a lot of mentors over the years, technical, uh, personal, but yeah, across property investment. And, you know, it's so hard because I'll always try and soak as much knowledge off anyone I can, where even if it's, you know, tidbit to, you know, dissertation. Speaking of resources, Flynn shares his favorite books and what he's been listening to. I've definitely been listening to the Property Investory podcast. Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's really good. I've been really enjoying that. Um, getting time, getting time to read and for podcasts is difficult. Um, uh, particularly, you know, I've got a pretty crazy, crazy life. Um, living life by the minute at the moment. Uh, look, openly over the years, uh, yeah, I've, I've read you know plenty of different books, and I always like the the, the classics like a you know Rich Dad Poor Dad um, or Barefoot Investor. You know, very just simple books good themes, um, you know, good things for people starting out. Um, you know, there are other books like, I do like a book, uh, what's it called? I think it's Zero to One. Um, and it's, you know, a small book about, you know, changing the mindset from, you know, going from here to there. It's about, well, hold on, you start from this and then you get to that point. And it's about trying to change the dial on, you know, where you can start and finish. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't get a lot of time. One of the books that I did recently read, which I really liked, was called Multipliers. Uh, it's a book about leadership uh, and how to multiply, you know, the people around you to grow and succeed. Uh, I did I did enjoy that. Um, but yeah, I don't get as much time for reading as I'd like at the moment. We know that he doesn't put all his eggs in one basket. But what other advice has Flynn taken on throughout his life? It would definitely be um, to go with your gut. 
um, you know, gut feel, going with your gut, going with what you think is right. And, you know, you know, everyone talks about doing a pros and cons list and I'm still a big believer in that. Um, weighing everything up and, you know, and going with your gut. I think that, and I know it's hard to define, uh, and I talked about signs before, um, you know, trying to combine those things and to, to, to have that feeling. And if the feeling's there and you're trying to strip out all the emotion, this is based on you know, numerical values and, 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 and these things on the table that aren't just emotion. I'm not talking about like your gut being an emotional thing, um, but to go with your gut. Uh, and I think, you know, even if you went wrong or it went the wrong way, you can always turn around and look at the look at what you've done and go, well, you know what? I followed that. I did that. I went with my gut. May may not have gone the right way, and then learn learn from learn from it, and then get on to the next thing. If he could go back ten years ago and give himself advice, what advice would that be? Invest early. You know, I, I've I've got a lot of um, a lot of other professionals and friends around me who are quite young, uh, and you know, I'm always saying to them. Invest early, invest early, uh, you know, don't just save, uh, invest uh, and invest, invest young, um, you know, even if it was, and, and maybe probably living a bit more frugally, um, you know, I won't say I was, you know, not frugal when I was young, but I definitely wasn't because you didn't have enough money to be, but um, if you really can look at, you know, your, your fundamentals in life, take a step back from those. And then, you know, and I like, I like, for example, like something like Barefoot Investor that, you know, it gives, gives you the understanding to break down your income or even something like Rich Bed Poor Dad, which can talk about how you become, you know, change yourself um, from either being, you know, um, you know, owning assets or having assets and how you can change your cash flow. Um, you know, understanding those at an early age and investing early, I think I would have. Uh, would have definitely um, would have definitely um, told myself invest more and invest invest early. Flynn explains what being frugal means to him. It's about buying things you don't need. Um, you know, I mean, I'm I'm I made a a, a choice some time ago, and I, I don't want to sound um, you know flippant when I say this, but about having the nice things in life. So, you know, buying the nice bread or buying some nice olive oil, you know, the simple, the simple basics, um, you know, in life that, you know, it's not like buying, you know, the, the cheap olive oil to the big, the, the real, a nicer olive oil is a really big cost difference. But, you know, you've got the ability to do that, right? You know, you're old, you've worked, you've worked hard your life. Um, you can do that. I think it's more about, you know, when you're younger, you understand the value of money, and you know you don't. It's not like you're going out there buying a bunch of stuff, but probably just thinking about, well, you know, do I really need a new jacket? Do I really need another pair of shoes? Like I've just got one pair of boots now, and I've been wearing them literally, like unless I'm running uh, or or going to the beach. Like I just I've had these for four years, and I haven't bought another pair, and I probably won't hopefully for a long time. Uh, I'll probably just get them repaired. Um, and I think it's just trying to get out of that mentality that you, you know, your shirt's a little bit faded. Oh, I just need a new one. Um, or repairing things more. You know, I'm, I'm always, I've always been 
funny with gadgets and like to try and repair things. Um, and it's probably more about looking at, well, can I repair this instead of just buying something new? Um, trying to come back to that whole reuse, recycling uh, thing as well. It's only probably until you, you sort of come out of it and, you know, having kids, you know, my wife's got bags and bags of clothes that we either give away or, you know, it's for the next child. And you start thinking, oh, maybe we'll buy them, you know, say a dress or a shirt or something, um, just so they might have something of their own. Um, but then you go, well, why would you when you've already got wardrobes of you, you know, one, two, three, four, five, ready to go um you know they're, they're clean and they're, they're still in good condition so you know why would you just go dump them in a bin like well let's, let's get as many wares out of these things as we can he shares what projects are going on in the flynn household at the moment and what projects are in his future plans maybe even a book of his own building a successful business uh is is paramount uh you know raising my children with you know good values that want to talk to me and you know, have an open, um, you know, open communication with and watching them grow. Um, you know, that's, you know, families, for me, I'm a family man, that's that's number one. Um, there's also, you know, on the investment side, yeah, I mean, it's busy times. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm building a pool at the moment. I mean, it's crazy, um, as well as trying to fit in a bunch of other little things. So it's... It's me just trying to see maybe a bit of a horizon in the short term um, and then looking to, you know, build on my networks, um, you know, build on different investment strategies and and looking to, you know, continue to a point when, you know, I've sort of done all these things and can, you know, spend more time with the family, uh, you know, be able to, to tinker. Um, I like... I like being able to 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 do. I like I like projects. I like challenges. I like problems uh, to solve. So just being in ability when I can, you know, and I I do to a certain extent now. But to be able to try and to pick and choose those, I think when you can be um, more in control of what you do on your day to day, um, and you're starting to do, you know, everything that you want um, on a daily basis, and when you can you know, get up and go, oh, I don't actually want to do anything today. I'll just totally change my mind and do do why. Um, you know, I think, you know, definitely, at least in the next 10 years, done about five. Um, but yeah, I've, I've got I've got quite a few things at the moment that uh, I'm, I'm looking, you know, over the next five years to really um, build and grow on. And then, you know, thereafter it will be to get, you know, more back into the system. And then hopefully, you know, in about 10 years or so, I can, you know, maybe just do what I want and do something totally different again. I don't know. Maybe write a kid's book or something. I, I don't know. Too many dreams. That's the problem, mate. Young people are staying at home longer these days. Flynn shares his opinion on whether his kids will follow this trend and whether or not his wife agrees. I've been pretty adamant. Like, I want my kids out the door at 18. You know, I'm like 18. You're out the door, um, you know, sorry about that. Um, go live your life. Um, but, you know, my wife seems to think that won't happen. But I'd, I'd, I'd like to think um, regardless, and I, I do really I sincerely hope this, that they do turn around and go, yep, I'm out the door. I've, I'm going to go do this. I'm, I'm going to go rent or I'm going to go like, I mean, even if I have to help them, 
um, because it it uh, it paved the way for me to learn in independence and uh, you know w without having to go cut my teeth you know washing dishes and you know wouldn't have wouldn't have made me who I am you know that wouldn't have I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for, for doing that and I'm not saying that that's for everyone uh, but it's more about saying look I, I hope that at some point in time you know I'm not trying to you know tell my kids like hey you know you're you're 30, it's time to leave. Um, I'm hoping that they um, they look to leave on their own fruition. So, yeah, Darren, I guess the last question I did want to ask you is you've achieved quite a lot in your you know, journey, you know, through what you've got there. Do you think or how much of your success do you think is due to skill, intelligence and hard work and how much of it do you think is because of luck? I'm a big believer in that you make your own luck. Um, you know, sure, there's... A, a small component of everything that you know you think could come down to luck but you have to be in the room to start with to be fortunate enough to receive the luck uh, and the reason that you got in the room is because of hard work dedication and you know the the, the knowledge attitudes and, and practices that you that you've picked up over the years so yeah look I'm sure there's a there's definitely um, you know a component of luck, um, but as I said, you know you, you, you pave your own way, um, you, you follow the signs, you follow your gut, uh, and to do that, you're prepared. And if you're prepared and you've done your homework, um, then really, you know, is it is it luck, um, or have you have you put in the hard yards to make it so? Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Look. You, you, I hear you, um, but yeah, look, I'd say I'm, I'd feel I'm a pretty lucky guy, um, but I, I have been fortunate enough to be in the right place at the right time, uh, and whether or not that came down to, you know, those other things that you mentioned, potentially, uh, but I, I'm a big believer of, of giving back, and I think, you know, we talked about networks, and, you know, someone rings you up for a favour, you know, you try and help them out, um, and then you never know. You might have to ring them up for a favor or even someone who's your employee that wants to leave um, you know you wish them all the best congratulations shake their hand because you know two years later they might be your client um, who you want to try and get some work from um, so yeah I, I think that sort of plays into it as well yeah but yeah i'd say i'm pretty lucky though like you know i was born in australia i mean that's 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 pretty lucky right there um, you know, we're very fortunate where we live. Thank you to Darren Flynn, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. If you love the show, perhaps you're now ready to invest your money in a low-risk, high-return deal. If you are, then SMS me your name and email address on 0499881040 to become a lender. There are amazing opportunities in the property market right now and I'm looking for lenders who want to invest their money for as short as 6 months. What are you waiting for? Don't let your money just sit in the bank. To register your interest, Text me your name and email address on 0499881040.